Hey, Bill O'Reilly. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. Stand up for your country. You know, August is supposed to be a slow news month, but thanks to Donald Trump, it is not. Also, a very nice piece on Breitbart about me, your humble correspondent. We have posted it on BillOReilly.com. I don't do much press these days. Don't need to do it. Thank God. I do it when the books come out, but, you know, ordinarily not. But a guy named David Nick called me up, and he's a guy that did all this excellent reporting with Antifa and a courageous guy. We've had him on the program. He said, look, I'd like to do a profile of you and your business enterprises. And I said, okay. I knew Andrew Breitbart before he died. Um, I, I considered him an honest man. So we were very pleased with the piece. We hope you read it. Let me know what you think. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. The Talking Points memo goes back to uh, the busy August Trump derangement syndrome still in play. So Liz Cheney got waxed, as we uh, predicted here. Not a brilliant prediction. And I'm going to explain why it happened. Wyoming uh, primary yesterday, uh, she lost by 37 points. <laughs> really, I mean, that's, that's hard to do. So... Uh, the voters of Wyoming, and you could cross lines there. I mean, if you were Democrat, you could vote Republican. They don't have any restrictions. I mean, they said, look, Liz, you know, we don't like you anymore. And I'll explain the reason why. But first, here was Ms. Cheney's reaction. Go. Two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear but it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election. It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. No, that's not really true. I mean, she could have criticized Donald Trump. She could have said, look, I don't believe the election was fraudulent. I don't like what the former president is doing. Could have done that. And I think she still would have won the primary. But what put her over the top as far as Wyoming voters were concerned is that she allied herself with Nancy Pelosi. And you can't do that if you were a Republican because Nancy Pelosi is a radical leftist who hates the Republican Party. And that's what Cheney did. And Pelosi used her to front the January 6th committee. I mean, you remember this famous picture with Cassidy Hutchinson who, by the way, uh, testimony that Trump uh, grabbed the steering wheel of the presidential limo is, is preposterous. But, you know, Cassidy has now disappeared because nobody's going to follow up on that ridiculous situation. But there's Liz Cheney hugging her. I mean, what? come on, Liz. You know, I, you don't have to sell out in your estimation. Um, but if you become a zealot on the other side, Republicans are going to go, no. And that's exactly what happened. So I knew it would happen May 12, 2021, almost a year and a half ago. Here's what I said. All right. I don't want politicians punished um, by other politicians for their opinion. If the voters want to punish them, that's fine with me. I don't believe Liz Cheney will be reelected in Wyoming. I could be wrong on that. It's ways away in 2022. Uh, but... The problem with uh, the congresswoman is she doesn't let it go. All right. It's on and on every single day. 
And that was the problem. So Liz Cheney now says she may run for president. That's a pipe dream. Pipe dream, by the way, is a cliche. It comes from China, where people smoked opium in abundance before Mao Zedong murdered them all for doing that. Um, and so the uh, phrase pipe dream, like it's a fantasy. It's never going to happen. Liz Cheney could run if she wants, but nobody's going to vote for her on either side. So I don't want to waste your time and money. I do believe that CNN will offer her a job, and she may take it. Uh, that is the Talking Points memo. Now let's get on to the Trump raid latest. So tomorrow, the judge who signed a warrant uh, for the raid on uh, Ma-a-Lago, Bruce Reinhardt, is holding a hearing um, because a number of news agencies and the Republican Party in general wants the affidavit to the warrant unsealed. Now, I don't know whether that will happen tomorrow or not, the early afternoon hearing, uh, but something's got to happen, right? Justice Department opposing it. You all know it. We went over it uh, pretty micro detail. Um, Wall Street Journal uh, story today. Anonymous sources, people familiar with the matter. Uh, all right. Wall Street Journal is a lot better than the uh, left-wing papers, but still... It says Attorney General Merrick Garland deliberated for weeks over whether to approve the warrant to search Donald Trump's property. I don't know. I mean, so I assume that's true. You know, and uh, Joe Biden knew about this. Yeah, of course he knew about it. Um, but if it was such a danger to national security, why would the Attorney General deliberate for weeks? If it had to happen, we got to get in there, get these nuclear secrets. Um, you know, doesn't make any sense at all. It's just the usual BS. Finally, on this, Nora O'Donnell, anchor of the CBS Evening News, tweets out. Remember that Donald Trump said that the FBI seized his passports, which would have been against the warrant. So warrant did not allow that. So uh, O'Donnell uh, tweets out, quote, according to a DOJ official, again anonymous, the FBI is not in possession of former President Trump's passport. Trump has accused the FBI of stealing his three passports during the search of his Mar-a-Lago home. Well, it turns out to be wrong. And so the FBI says, yeah, we got him, but we're going to give him back. So Nora O'Donnell's wrong. So last night I asked my crack staff to watch the CBS Evening News and um, didn't mention it. No retraction, no, gee, I'm sorry, my anonymous source lied to me. And by the way, if you use an anonymous source and you're a reporter and it turns out what the anonymous source says isn't true, you can put it right out there. This person lied to me. But they never do, they being the corporate media, because they want this stuff. Anyway, um, that's the update on Trump. We are on it tomorrow, and we will continue our honest reporting. Remember a guy named Paul Manafort? Yeah, you do, if you follow politics. Um, he was uh, President Trump's campaign chairman, appointed to that position in May 2016. He's a big guy in a Trump campaign. Um, and then almost simultaneously for him taking over as a campaign chairman for Trump, the Fed starting to investigate him on a variety of financial matters. On July 26, 2017, FBI agents raided Paul Manafort's home without warning. They just showed up looking for documents. Now, Trump had warning. Uh, Mr. Manafort did not. And they went in. 
And he was subsequently charged um, with a number of uh, felonies. Um, he pled guilty to a couple of them, and the other charges were dropped after he did that. He was sentenced to seven years in a federal penitentiary. He served one year, two months, and he has a new book. And the book is called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. Paul Manafort joins us now from New York. Um, did I set you up properly, fairly? You set me up uh, properly <clears throat> and fairly. Okay. And I'm used to being set up. <laughs> we want to be fair above all. <laughs> so the lead question is, and I have not read your book, as I told you uh, before we went on the air, I've, I looked it over, but I haven't read the whole thing. If you pleaded guilty to federal charges, do you have a beef? Uh, yes, uh, because the part of the story you referenced is the end of the legal process, not the beginning of the legal process. Uh, what I pled guilty was I had two trials, two two two, two uh, uh, indictments. One was in Virginia, and one was in uh, in D.C. The one in D.C. was the first one. It dealt with the fair violations that they said uh, you know were of a criminal nature. Um, they then brought, when they couldn't use those charges to get me to do a plea agreement and uh, and talk about Donald Trump in a way that would implicate the president in uh, Russian, uh, the Russian collusion narrative, uh, they brought superseding charges to me. And uh, those were filed in Virginia <clears throat> because they were dealt with tax matters. Okay, let me stop you so, there. So it was clear to you, did the FBI tell you, we want you to flip on Donald Trump uh, tell us that he colluded with Russians, and if you do that, we'll drop all the charges or you won't be um, bothered by us anymore. Was that clear to you? Well, there was no commitment to drop all charges, no. But the, but the process was focused on you know, leniency, uh, uh, as, and the, the plea agreement didn't happen until after the first trial was over. Okay, I don't want to get too in the weeds on this. So, so you were promised leniency if you gave up Trump on certain things involving Russian collusion. In hindsight, did you do anything wrong in your opinion, just in general? In, in general, the answer is no. And all the charges that were brought against me, for the most part, were all issues that the government had dealt with in the past and either resolved or dismissed. Okay, so you believe that you are a victim of political prosecution because you were linked to Trump, you wouldn't give Trump up, and so that they basically went ahead to try to punish you for your silence. But then again, you come back to why did you plead guilty? Why didn't you just go to a jury? Well, the first tr case I did. I, I went to a jury. There was a four-week In the D.C. case, but not in the second. Oh, no, the, in the Virginia case was first. And I mean, just even though it was filed in superseding charges, it ended up being the first gag. Okay, trial. okay. But why, why didn't you? Why didn't you just play the whole string out with the jury? Well, I did in the first in the Virginia case, and I was convicted of eight of the uh, eighteen charges. Uh, and uh, and then two weeks later, the Virginia case was uh, was going to be happening, and I mean the, the D.C. case was going to be happening, and. That case, the jury was was 
was going to be selected within the framework of the of the first trial. I voir dire the jury. We had 120 questionnaires. In those 120 questionnaires, we found one juror who said they wouldn't be, uh, they weren't prejudiced against right, Trump. So you didn't think you would win the case, you and your lawyers. No, I knew Question I wouldn't of, win the case. How much did it cost you out of your pocket, Mr. Manafort, to defend yourself against all of this stuff? Millions of dollars. Millions, Millions of, dollars. of dollars. Was that a concern that you didn't want to continue this because you, you didn't Well, there money? were three concerns as to why I didn't want to continue. One of them was the cost of another trial. Two was in that second trial, they had forfeiture actions they were trying to bring against me uh, because going back 20 years on, on a violation that occurred, they claimed in 2013, uh, I knew that, that didn't feel confident after the voir dire that I was had any chance of getting a fair trial. The judge rejected giving me a venue change. Uh, and in the assets they wanted to take were assets I had given to my daughters uh, and family, you know, 10, 15 years before. So they were trying to not just destroy me, but my family. When you say uh, so they, was this they the Justice Department? Department? The Justice Department Special Counsel. So, and who, who was so, the Attorney General at that time? Well, the, the, it was the, he was not in, in, man, in man at all. This was Bob Mueller, Special Counsel's office, Andrew Weissman. They were in okay, charge. So of Mueller and Weissman, the guys that investigated the Russian collusion, they were responsible for all of the charges against you and to use your word in your book, persecute you. Correct? Correct. Okay. When the raid in Ma'alago happened last week, was it similar, in your opinion, to what you went through? Uh Yes, it was. For example, I had been cooperating with the intelligence committees uh, and, and all the information they were asking for during the Russian collusion investigation. Two days after I met with the two committees, they did this no-knock 6 a.m. raid on my condominium, you know, 15 FBI agents, guns drawn, in my apartment, knocking on my door of my bedroom, uh, waking me up. Um, there was no reason for that overreach. I was, was the media uh, there? Uh, I don't remember. Was the media tipped off? I know CNN was tipped off well, on one of these. The, the difference between Stone and, my, and me was Roger lived in a home. So they, Stone. They, they were walking down the street. They would have okay. had a hard time sitting there walking down the hall. So the FBI shows up that shows you, uh, they show you the warrant. You look at the warrant and they come in and they ransack your house. Is that what happened? Yes. All right. Now, you do believe that you are a political prisoner um, because of your work on behalf of Donald Trump. That's what basically your book is about, right? Well, and in the book, I specify very clearly the fair charge that was the foundation charge against me. I had resolved with the Department of Justice fair unit. Okay, and, what, and everybody will see what you, uh, but what I'm trying to get out of here is there are people, millions of them, who feel that we have lost our fairness in this country, that we are no longer equal justice for all, that now the federal government is taking a side, the Democratic Party side, the liberal side, and persecuting the conservative side. Do you believe that? I believe that there's a two-tiered system of justice, yes. Do you believe that the Donald Trump situation from the very get-go, and you were involved with it from the beginning, as was I, did the first interview with him when 
after he declared uh, his candidacy. Do you believe that there was a conspiracy to destroy him? And if so, why? I believe he was a threat to the, the to to the establishment, the deep state, if some people call it. And I believe that uh, that that threat was something that the, they couldn't deal with. Uh, I believe that they never expected him to win. Uh, uh, but when he did win, they didn't understand it at all. And they not, never recognized in his election, did everything they could to uh, to destroy his presidency, including. Okay. After what happened to you, and you have been through hell for six years, do you still believe in your country? Do you still want to live here? Do you still feel that this is a noble nation? I've done campaigns all over the world. There's no doubt in my mind this is still the best country in the world. Our democracy is still the best democracy. The fact that it's under attack is not to lose faith in it, but it's to try and fix it. And that's why you wrote the book. Again, it's political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, and not silenced but not silence, Paul Manafort. We appreciate it, Mr. Manafort. If uh, We'll talk again. I think you have a good perspective on the, uh, on the government and, and what it can do. Um, certainly you, uh, you felt that sting. We appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you, Bill. Okay. Crime. Um, one of my themes here is that the corrupt media does not report accurately on why violent crime is happening. Overwhelmingly in this country, it is black drug gangs committing murders and terrorizing entire neighborhoods. But you will not get that reportage. So let's go to Philadelphia. All right. There's a park. African-Americans mostly frequent the park, okay? So there's a shootout, five people hurt, including a 16-year-old boy and a 17-year-old boy. Nobody killed, but one boy, 16 years old, is in critical condition. 100 shots were fired in the park. Here's how local news described it, go. Yeah, so this is just a mind-boggling number of gunshots fired outside a place kids are supposed to feel safe. This recreation center in West Philadelphia turned into a major crime scene. And now the police commissioner here in Philadelphia announces at least three people have been arrested so far in this shooting. Okay, you'll notice three people. And the rest of the Philadelphia media falls into line. Three people. They don't say it's another gang-related shooting or anything like that. Now, in Philadelphia, under the progressive district attorney Larry Krasner, all right, homicides increased 78% from 2017 to 21, and Philadelphia voters re-elected him. But it's almost all black drug gangs, yet the media in Philadelphia will not report that. Let's go to Dallas. There's a peewee football game, okay? Things get heated during the game. This is south of Dallas in a place called Lancaster, all right? All of a sudden, a man named Yakub Talib 39-year-old African-American shoots the opposing coach, Michael Hickman, dead. 
okay, in front of kids, in front of people watching the Pee Wee football game. Now, Mr. Talib's brother is a former NFL player, Tariq Khalib. But again, local news doesn't report that this is an African-American situation. Now, the pundit Jason Whitlock wrote a column, and it's worth reading, and it says, how are we ever going to solve this problem on black-on-black violent crime if the media will not acknowledge it? And, and that's what this is all about. So there are poor minority people all over the country, defenseless, in the face of these black drug gangs, heavily armed. And the media, unlike George Floyd, everybody knew what happened to George Floyd, as they should have. And it was outrage. But now, thousands, literally thousands of Poor blacks are being slaughtered in the streets, and the media will not report on it honestly. And we'll follow the Dallas situation for you because of the big name here, the NFL guy. But this is horrible, and it's never going to be solved unless the nation comes to grips why blacks are killing other blacks in such astronomical numbers, period. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. (sighs) All right. Border Patrol has caught 10 more terror suspects on the terror watch list, which all the federal agencies have. That brings the total, okay, of people apprehended at the southern border on the terror watch list to 66 people this year alone. Are you surprised? There are millions of people coming here. Millions, okay? And they're coming here because the Biden administration won't enforce the border. If you don't think terrorists are getting in here and these people are going to kill some of us, you're crazy. Yet the Biden administration doesn't care. I, I'm on Hannity today. Uh, Wednesday is my usual hit. I said, just that alone disqualifies the Democratic Party from being supported. Just that issue. The open border. That's it. Yet we have people, millions of voters, they don't seem to care that terrorists are coming into this country. All right, Alaska. Uh, we told you about the Wyoming vote. So Lisa Murkowski, who is a uh, Trump hater, 
voted to impeach him. She advances to uh, the midterm election. Her opponent, Trump supported Kelly Shibaka, uh, close, three points. Uh, they both ran against each other in the primaries. What they do in Alaska, it's very confusing up there. But uh, Kelly Shibaka and Lisa Murkowski who face off again in uh, November. I can't call a race. Uh, along with the Democrat, Patricia Chesbro. Alaska is a Republican state, so I'm going to vote for a Democrat. Uh, Sarah Palin's going to advance as well. Um, you know, it, it's so arcane there. I, I can't call either of these races. I suspect Sarah Palin will win the single congressional seat in November, but I, it's, I can't make a prediction. This caught my eye. This is really strange. You know, Marco Rubio, pretty big name in the Senate. And I thought he was pretty popular in Florida. Florida is trending red, as we all know. But a new poll by uh, the University of North Florida, uh, taken August 8th, says that Rubio is running behind the Democratic challenger Val Demings by four points. So North Florida University uh, polled 1,534 people. And I went, you know, to my staff, check this out. So the real clear politics average of that race, Rubio versus Demings, has Rubio 49, Demings 43, six-point lead. Um, I think that is probably right. And I think this uh, North Florida poll is uh, an outlier. But... My duty to report to you what's happening. We called uh, Rubio's office, and they seemed to be too worried about it. And, you know, spokesman said, quote, this is Florida. We've always said it will be a tight race. Why should it be a tight race? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Smart life. Okay. So, again, we have uh, gone on a campaign to save you money, to make you healthier, to uh, guide you, so to speak. And I'm not being arrogant about it, but we have resources here um, into a smart life. So I got a letter yesterday from Patricia Eckhart, Arlington, Texas. He says, Dear Bill, I am writing to give you a huge thank you to the uh, BillOReilly.com member who gave the tip for car rentals through autoslash.com. I happen to be traveling to San Francisco in three days, decided to give it a try. I saved $250, and I'm thrilled. Many thanks to you and all the money-saving tips you have presented, Patricia Eckhart. Okay, I, I, you're not as thrilled as I am. So how this evolved was uh, one of our um, premium members who goes to BillOReilly.com and sees the smart life stuff said, look, this autoslash.com, this is great. Now, to save 250 bucks on a car rental, that's substantial. I'm sure everybody knows that, particularly because you're paying so much more for gas, and you got to pay that. All right, so anyway, I hope you stay with us. I hope you check into the Smart Life um, on the Internet. We have tips every day, and I give them to you, too, on radio and television. All right, this day in history, August 17, 1998, President Bill Clinton publicly admits he had an inappropriate relationship with Monica Lewinsky. That was 24 years ago. Roll it. As you know, in a deposition in January, I was asked questions about my relationship 
with Monica Lewinsky. While my answers were legally accurate, I did not volunteer information. Indeed, I did have a relationship with Ms. Lewinsky that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. It constituted a critical lapse in judgment and a personal failure on my part for which I am solely and completely responsible. And the system did hold him responsible. He was impeached in the House and then tried in the Senate on perjury. The vote, as you may remember, was 45 guilty, 55 not guilty. So you'd need two-thirds of the Senate to say guilty to boot a president out on impeachment. Nobody has ever been booted out. Andrew Johnson was acquitted. Bill Clinton was acquitted. Donald Trump was acquitted twice. Okay, now here's the interesting part of the story to me. I mean, this whole Lewinsky thing, you all know about it and, and all of that. When Bill Clinton left office three years later, okay, he had a 65% job approval rating. 65%. So, um, you remember the race between Bush and Gore was this tight. And the Florida Supreme Court threw it over to Bush. But Clinton was a popular president. The reason he was, was because of the economy back in 2001. And um, it was vibrant and people were working and making money. And they said, you know, Lewinsky was bad. We don't like it, but President Clinton governed in a way that the economy was strong. So 65% approved on Clinton's way out. And of course, nine months later, we had 9-11 and history changed. That is this day in history. Back with the Lively Mail segment and a final thought about uh, the coming autumn, which is going to be really interesting. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. 
Politics by Faith anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's get to the mail. Here is Matt Marichenek, Dover, Delaware, capital of the state. O'Reilly, what can we as outraged and concerned citizens do about the latest anti-Trump attack by the Department of Injustice? Nothing. <laughs> Can't do anything about it. So you can vote in November for Republicans. You can do that. But there's nothing else you can do. And that's the way the republic runs. We elect people. Those people do what they do. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it isn't. Doesn't. Biden's not working. All right. Merrick Garland, the FBI, worked for Biden. November. Peter, concierge member, which means Peter gets direct access to me. So I hope you check that program out. It will enhance your life. It will make you money. I agree that Merrick Island is playing a very dangerous game, but what could ever come of this other than a few congressional hearings where Republicans yell at him? Is he not shielded by a justice system that protects high-profile Democrats? Yeah, I mean, nothing's going to happen to Merrick Garland as far as um, he's going to go to jail or be charged or any of that. That's not going to happen. But if Republicans take the House, you know this FBI raid is going to be the subject of hearings, and Garland's going to, as you point out, going to get hammered. Now, the Republicans can't get rid of him because he works at the pleasure of Joe Biden. Um, But, again, that's the Republic. Cindy Goodman, Austin, Texas. Bill, you reported last week that several government agencies are now protecting U.S. magistrate. Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who is in hiding because of threats of his life. So a Democratic judge receives protection quickly when his life is in danger. Perhaps a conservative Supreme Court justice should hang out with Bruce. Not fair. The Supreme Court justices are getting protected big time. So any person working for the federal government elected in this country and who's threatened has got to get protected. But it's not like the Supreme Court justices are not being protected. They are. Susan Mosinek, San Bruno, California. Bill, would the fact that President Trump's passport was confiscated by the FBI during the raid of his Florida home be deemed outside the scope of the warrant? That's what I believe, and the Trump lawyers say that. And I said yesterday, Susan, if this ever goes in, I think the Supreme Court would throw it all out because of that and other illegalities. Could be wrong on that. That's speculation, but it's educated speculation. As far as I know, President Trump's passports were not named in the warrant, and they had to be in order for the FBI to seize it. The FBI can't just go in and take your TV. Wilfredo Calazzo, Winchester, California. Hey, Bill, why are there more Democratic voters in the country compared to the Republican and Independent? Um, The stats are these out of 31 states, Wilfredo. 19 states do not report. Okay, but out of 31, 50 million Democratic registered voters, 40 million Republican registered voters, 39 million independent 
registered voters. Now, it's tilted in the final total, which we don't know because we don't have the other 19 states reporting, because of California. Overwhelmingly Democrat in the most populated state in the union. You take California out of that, more Republicans and independents. Matt Palumbo, uh, Tampa. I have to agree with you, O'Reilly, that sometimes screaming it out helps calm me down and feel better. I've done this. However, I prefer to jump in the pool, drift to the bottom, and let out a loud scream. You might drown if you do that. <laughs> Screaming underwater? Ah, no, in the car. I don't want anybody drowning. And that goes to my final thought of the bad day I had on Monday, and uh, we did that yesterday. Jane, Bill, my husband and I had tickets this past weekend to see an Elvis impersonator. He was great. Women lined up to get a kiss. Elvis lives. Well, he lives in Killing the Legends. That's coming out quickly. It's coming up uh, September 27th, 27th. You can pre-order on BillOReilly.com. Become a premium or concierge member or re-up. You get it free. Elvis is uh, still one of the most famous people on earth. The reason why. So is John Lennon. So is Muhammad Ali. Will be the most controversial book of the year, Killing the Legends. Okay. If you go to our store, we have all kinds of great stuff. End of summer, good discounts on almost everything. Killing the Killers, 15 weeks, still on the bestseller list. We appreciate it very, very much. Good book. If you have some vacation time in August, um, you might consider that. Word of the day, do not be turgid. T-U-R-G-I-D. Do not be turgid when writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town, if you wish to opine. Back with a final thought about autumn on the horizon. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. So uh, a little more than two weeks left in the summer before Labor Day and everybody gets back to school and work. 
I last night took out my giant calendar of the year and I have a busy, busy autumn because of the midterm elections. That's going to be the huge story. We are all over it. But I got to go to Boston and I'm going to Canada. And I'll tell you why as it comes closer, but I am going up to Canada and I got a plan. Uh, because if you don't plan, you get host. Told you yesterday, I'm not driving to Boston. I'm not flying to Boston because airlines are chaos. Um, I'm driving. I can't drive to Canada, but I'm going to do something there to avoid going to the airport. Now, if you are traveling on the holiday band, you got to book now. Thanksgiving, Christmas, got to do it now. Because if you don't, you're going to pay so much money for your airline ticket, it's going to make your wallet collapse. And get the first flight out or you're going to get hammered. So wherever you're going, go early. But you got to book it now. And if you don't, I bad things are going to happen. So I was thinking about that. You know, in the moment is where a lot of Americans live, particularly the urchins. Planning ahead, that... Uh, no, 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 we don't do that. We don't plan ahead. We have to be spontaneous. You can't be in this country now. You can't. You got to plan out. Because if you don't, you're going to pay so much more. And you may not even get what you want. Because the airlines are under so much pressure, they don't have enough people. They're going to be canceling flights. There's flight delays all over the place. You all know. Federal government is doing nothing. So you got to get on the stick now. And your life will be so much calmer and you'll get much, much more done if you plan ahead. And that means every area, every area. That doesn't mean you got to be rigid. All right. You can be spontaneous. Something good comes up like, okay. All right. Um, grab it. That's part of life. But you'll be, your tension level will come down like this. And the fall is going to go by, it's going to be like this. It's crazy. Now, we have a brand new um, series of uh, shows. I can't tell you about it now. I am going to tell you about it after Labor Day. But it's different than the No Spin News. We just signed a deal uh, with an operation called Vidgo. You may have heard me mention them. There are partners in entertainment. And you're going to like this. Okay? So I'm going to be like crazy, crazy busy. And I don't know why I'm doing it. I, <laughs> it's fun somewhat, but if anything goes wrong, it's... Uh, and we're writing the final uh, killing book, which I'm going to announce after Labor Day 2, what the title is. So we got one more, and I'm, I'm in the process of writing that. Uh, that'll be out in the fall of 03, of 23. I wish it was 03. That would take 20 years off my life. But I'm hanging in pretty tough because I'm not doing the sugar thing and I'm not doing the uh, fast food thing. And I still eat the pizza. Not tonight, though. Not tonight. I'm limiting the pizza one day a week. All right. And it's really helped. My energy level is up. All right. Bags under my eyes down. Weight is where I want it to be. So I get free clothes, see? I grow out of the free clothes, then I have to pay for it. Other clothes. No. It's worth my while to stay at a 36-inch waist 
because if I go to 38, then I gotta get it, I have to get everything altered and get that goes, you know, the tailor, I have a really good tailor, but uh, you know, he's not cheap. And he loves when I come in, you know. But anyway, these jackets and everything, um, we want to keep them in good shape. There's always stuff going on. But let me get back to you because you're more important than me. Plan, 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 plan. Uh, autumn's going to streak by. Enjoy the next two and a half weeks, too. Um, I am. You know, I'm going to have some fun and a little downtime, relax. But I want you to as well. Final thing, we mentioned at the top of the broadcast, Breitbart, uh, kind enough to do a accurate, fair article on me, um, a big picture article about our business and where we are and how the far left uh, tried to destroy us and failed. I think you will all learn a lot from reading the article. It is posted on BillOReilly.com, or you can go to Breitbart.com and read it. Actually, Hannity brought it up to me. Uh, before I even said anything to him on the radio, and we posted the Hannity O'Reilly discussion as we do every Wednesday on our website, BillOReilly.com. Thank you very, very much for watching and listening tonight, and we will see you tomorrow.